All Things Teaching, hosted by Teaching Treasures. Hi, and welcome to All Things Teaching. I'm Beck, your host from Teaching Treasures. This podcast explores all things teaching, learning, and education with authentic, passionate teachers just like you. Welcome to episode nine of All Things Teaching podcast. This episode is an in conversation with Jester Monk. We look at how to stay grounded as a teacher in our busy, overwhelming lives. We talk about some really practical things that you can do in your um, everyday practice, as well as have a bit of a chat about mindfulness and some of the best ways to add that into your life. So I hope that this podcast is really timely. Obviously, this is the start of week three. So I hope that all teachers um, around Australia, especially in Victoria, are looking after themselves at the moment for their own well-being and the well-being of their students. Hope you enjoy. Before we start the episode, I'd like to respectfully acknowledge the past and present traditional custodians of this land on which I am recording the podcast, the Binjara people of Noongar country. It is a privilege to be standing, living and working on Binjara land. Um, so, hi Jess, thank you so much for joining me. I'm uh, really excited to be chatting today all about um, your journey and teacher well-being and mindfulness and all of that. So, yeah, thank you for having me. Um, and did you want to introduce yourself? Sure, thank you so much no um, for this opportunity. So, hello, my name is Jess. Um, I'm a primary school teacher, so I'm a year three teacher, but I'm also a wellness coach for teachers. So, I support teachers to prioritize their self-care and elevate their confidence and their well-being um, by running one-on-one coaching online and also workshops and um, online courses as well. So I have my signature online course, which is the Soulful Teacher Collective. Yeah. 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 That's what I do. Yay, how exciting. And you've, you've been enjoying it. You were telling me a little bit about it before. Did you want to tell us a bit about how you fell into that um, and, yeah, what your passion is in that interest? Sure. So basically, um, like a lot of your listeners, I went straight from high school into yeah. um, uni to study teaching, a Bachelor of Teaching, and was absolutely loving it, so much fun. And then I got to my final year, so my fourth year, where we had – at that point, it was two ATPs that you had to do, two seven-week ones, yeah. um, and just got so overwhelmed and anxious, and it was a lot, mm-hmm. um, as I'm sure a lot of people can relate to. Um, and, yeah, just kind of went on this two- or three-year spiral of just anxiety and overwhelm, and as much as I was absolutely loving teaching and my first jobs and positions, it was just a lot for my nervous system to handle. And I kind of got to a point where I was like, how am I going to continue doing Mm. this? Like, I love this and it's so exciting and it's so much fun, but I don't know if I can handle this um, for the next 50 years or however long I'm going to do this. Um, And it was kind of overnight, like I was talking to, um, I was having dinner with a girlfriend and I was like just saying how anxious and overwhelmed I was. And she gave me this book and it was all about personal development and loving yourself and self-care. And she was like, I don't know why, but I feel like you need this. 
And it was like my mind was just blown overnight. It was like, hang on a minute. I can put myself first and I can take care of myself and I can make choices for how I want to feel. Like I didn't know that that was revolutionary. Yeah, what? (laughs) Um, And so, yeah, just went down this rabbit hole of um, mindfulness and self-care and ways that I could support myself out of the classroom first. Mm. And then I started seeing the benefits in my teaching and how I was showing up and the ripple effect to my colleagues. And I was like, hang on a minute. The more that I show up for me, the better it gets in the classroom. Yeah. Um, and so then in 2017, I studied coaching, life coaching, so that I could learn how I could support other teachers to feel the same way that I was teaching. Cause I was looking around and especially graduates and people were just kind of so overwhelmed and needed some support, but they weren't seeing anyone around them who was, you know, a reference point that they could look at and be like, oh, there is another way. I don't have to drown in this work and I don't have to, you know, spend all of my time outside of teaching doing this. Yeah. yeah. And then so for the past couple of years, that's what I've been doing alongside teaching. And it's, yeah, it's the most fun ever. And the biggest joy, I think, we, we experienced that joy in the classroom of our kids, like when the light bulb goes on and they learn something new and it's like, oh, you know, I helped them yeah. to do that. And it's so exciting. But when that happens with another adult, like another teacher, it's like 10 times because the amount of like the habits that you've built up over decades yeah. and the self-talk that we've got, like to see people come out the other side and love who they are and love supporting themselves and prioritize their well-being yeah it's just such an honor and a joy such a to, difference yeah. yeah yeah and like you said especially for graduate teachers like you come out and you don't know what you're doing and you've got all these expectations like I remember in my first year I would literally have the motto that like I don't know what I don't know so we used to mm. say to my colleagues like if something's due and I haven't done it it's not because <laughs> I didn't, you know, I chose not to do it. It's because I either didn't know that it was due or I haven't, no one's shown me where to find it on the share drive or like all yeah. those things, you know, there's just so much that like falls away that you, you know, as a graduate teacher and then you literally just feel like you're drowning. Like, like you say, yeah. like work-life balance in your first few years. Like I think I stayed till like six o'clock every night at school yeah. in my first year. And it's just, you know, the cleaner would be kicking me out. Like as she was leaving, <laughs> like, I need to lock up now. You need to go. Um, which, you know, is all good and well maybe in your first year, but not if it's making you not want to go, you know, yeah. or not if it's making you, you know, stressed and overwhelmed and exactly. stuff. So, yeah. And I love that you had that motto for yourself because I think a lot of us can fall into that trap of just that negative self-talk in comparison with other teachers. Like if we're looking around and we're there till six and we're overwhelmed and, you know, we're like, oh, well, maybe there's a secret that I don't know that everyone else knows, or maybe I'm not cut out for this, or I don't have the energy to keep doing this, or I'm not clever enough, smart enough, organized enough, whatever it is. And they're just stories. So what we need to do is tell ourselves a new one, which can be tricky when you've been telling yourself the same one for so long. So I love that you recognized that and you were like, no, hang on, I'm going to create a new one for myself. Like, I don't know what I don't know and I'm doing the best that I can. Yeah, exactly. And you probably have a better like understanding, which I'm going to get you to explain a bit more, but (laughs) that like positive self-talk, like, you know, and even having like a mantra, like, you know, just Mm -hmm. even over the weekend, like I just fell into a bit of a, like I was just feeling a bit gross and I was a bit hungover, you know, and I can't (laughs) honestly don't know how I used to do that when I was younger because it just sent me into this like 
negative mindset and I was like oh mm-hmm. you know I'm not going to get anything done this week you know I'm not ready to go back to school ready right and then I literally had to give myself a little pep talk like nope it's okay yes. we're going to get up we're going to have a shower <laughs> we're going to feel better and we're going to move forward like you know and those sorts of things those tools if we're not taught them mm. then it's really hard to kind of you know like yeah drag that out of yourself especially when the norm is to be like oh no I just won't get anything done you know and I'll be the yeah. negative you know it comes almost easier sometimes exactly and it's well it is because it's um like a habit that you've Mm. built up over so long and that first step is that awareness like you realized you're like wait a minute what am I saying to myself and something that I get my clients to do a lot is question question that voice so um if it's like oh I'm never going to get anything done or Mm. um there's not enough time or whatever the voice is saying um, especially if it's really self-deprecating, like if it's um, I'm not good enough, I'm not like the other teachers, they're so much better than me, whatever it is, literally be like, okay, if a friend, if your best friend came to you and was saying that stuff about themselves, would you be like, yeah, yeah, you're not as good. You, they're way better. No way no, would you let them not. do that. You would, yeah. you would talk them around and you would show them how special and amazing and incredible they are. Um, but that can be so much harder to do inside our heads if we're not used to doing that and that isn't a habit. So really just catching ourselves when we can Mm. and then choosing again. So I always say it's never too late to choose again, even if for two weeks straight, two months straight, two years, whatever, you've had this spiral of thoughts going on in your head. Like as soon as you catch it, you can make steps to then choose again and decide again how you actually want that narrative to play out yeah definitely like you say like you know the the thing with the best friend is we should be our own best friend and we should be our own cheerleader and we should be you know looking after ourselves first but it tends to be yeah that you you don't you know and you let that all drop away and you know you look after your friends or your partner or your family Mm -hmm. and most people that are really good at that aren't very good at looking after themselves Mm -hmm. they've kind of put themselves last exactly which is so sad especially especially when it's teachers because we can pour all this love into our students and to our EAs and our colleagues and it becomes our whole life. And then we sit at home, you know, just so drained and exhausted and wonder why. Um, But it's like, if we put that love into ourselves as well, it's not taking away from the students or taking away from school. It actually supports that to thrive even more. And I think that's something that we forget. It's like, well, if I, take more time for myself then I'm taking away from my job and my work and the kids it's like no you're not you're showing them what it means to love yourself and that that's okay and that that's important and they can do the same whereas if they see someone showing up all the time who's like tired and exhausted and doesn't put themselves first then they think that that's normal as well so yeah it's like let's switch it you're actually doing this for them yeah when you do it for yourself do first it for yourself. yeah and because we all know how hard it is to teach like tired or exhausted <laughs> you know it is it is an effort you know because you're essentially acting your whole day you mm. know and you turn it on and you make sure you know you're on and you're and you're ready and you're smiling and you're doing all of those things that if you haven't taken the time for yourself you really notice that it's a struggle and the kids know they know mm. they can see through it most of the time you know they know when you're mm. you know acting too much or when you are just there and you are just actually enjoying it because 
you know, you've looked after yourself over the weekend and you've not burnt yourself out, you know. We've got some teachers at my school that, you know, last holidays, they were there the whole second week, literally at school, like every day. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you can't, you can't sustain it. It's not good for you. Like it's Mm -hmm. not, you know, and obviously, yes, you know, people, some people are going the morning people or going the afternoon people and some people Mm -hmm. are take everything home and do it at home and some people that take nothing home and you know however it works for you is fine Mm -hmm. but I think that balance is so important which is obviously what your clients when they come to you are needing a bit of help to find and I think yeah on that point of balance and your colleagues you know spending the whole second week Mm. I think when a lot of people think about balance they think of the scales and like 50 50 it's like okay well I'll spend 50 percent of my day at work and then I'll spend 50 at home and when we get into that thinking we kind of set ourselves up for failure because mm. that isn't going to happen. Um, and for some people, that's not what they want. Like some people thrive yeah. in um, creating the resources and doing the laminating and, you know, marking and assessing and it's just their entire world and they love it. So balance for them is a different feeling than with somebody else. So what I like to yeah help clients with is that, balance isn't actually about what you do it's about how you're feeling so what what does it look like what does it feel like for you when you're balanced and for some people it might be oh it's when I like tick everything off my to-do list and I'm getting things done and I'm you know in the school community and I just love it and I feel so balanced and it's exciting and I never want to take that away from people because if that's how they thrive that's how they thrive yeah definitely but for other people um balance to them feels like going for a long walk after school and just feeling like they have so much introspective time for them, you know, on their own or in quiet. And so that's why we need reference points to look at Mm. for someone who's kind of showing up in a way that would light us up as well. Because if we're looking at people who, you know, it looks amazing, but that's not where our energy would thrive, then, yeah, we're going to set ourselves up to feel less than. So really feeling into what does balance feel like for me and maybe what would that look like? Like writing down, if this was an ideal day and I felt really balanced, what would I do? How would I speak? What would I think? Like all of those sorts of things. And then we can kind of get to that work-life balance rather than oh, I shouldn't be at work so much or I yeah, shouldn't be. Or yeah, or you have to leave at this time or yeah. whatever. Yeah, I think that's actually really powerful and something that, yeah, obviously I hadn't thought about before because I do have, I had had, well, had, you know, already <laughs> had that mindset of the balance thing, which I think is, yeah, really important. Um, I'm say, oh, and that just shows that you, you know, like you say, it's so specific to the person. So obviously like mm-hmm. this is, you know, me having my podcast is a hobby for me and I love, and that's because I love chatting to people. Yeah. <laughs> so essentially I found a hobby where I just get to go and meet really amazing people and chat to them. But my, like, for example, my partner, my fiance, such an introvert, like this mm-hmm. would be his worst nightmare. Like, yeah. you know, he does not understand. Like when I call him after and I'm like, oh, I feel so good. I'm all energized. Like after mm-hmm. chatting, he's like, you just chatted to someone for an hour. I'm like, yeah, I feel great. Like, yeah. So like you say, that's yeah. obviously a really big thing for me is that because I'm a bit of an extrovert is that time when I get like face to face with other people. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, I do, I do notice now as I get older, I need more of that like introspective time. Mm-hmm. Um, but still I thrive. Like if I'm at home on my own, I prefer to pick up the phone and call someone and have a big chat rather mm-hmm. than, you know, maybe sit and read a book. So just like you say, it's where you get your yeah. energy from. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what, when teachers come to me a lot of the time, it's like they're looking around at everyone else. Um, 
and yeah, they want to know how to do it, how to do it like other people. And it's like, okay, well, let's not worry about anyone else. How do you want to do it? Like no one's set the rules for you of how you have to show up, not just as a teacher, but as a person and around your job. Like you get to decide how empowering is that? Like there's no right or wrong. No. Yeah. There's no formula here. Like you just get to choose whatever makes you feel the most lit up and energized and excited. Yeah. yeah. And even simple things, you know, like some people ask like, oh, how long do you have to stay at school for? You know? And I'm like, oh, well, it really depends. Like, because like you say, it's how you set your time, you know, whether mm-hmm. you, you know, whether you want your classroom to look amazing and that's where you focus your time and effort is to making all of those, you know, classroom resources, or do you spend time really researching, you know, the inquiry that you're developing for your students and mm-hmm. stuff. And it's kind of like you say, it's, yeah, finding those things that kind of balance you. So that's really, yeah, that's really, really <laughs> powerful. Um, the other thing that we thought we might talk about was obviously mindfulness. So it's obviously a really like bit of a buzzword that mm-hmm. people are doing. Um, I like to think I know some things about it, <laughs> but I'm sure you'll be able to probably teach me lots. Obviously, it is something that you really embed in your practice with your coaching. Is that right? Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, like you said, it is quite a buzzword, but mindfulness to me, like I think when a lot of people think about it, it's like, oh, meditation or you know, clearing my mind of thoughts. And that is not what it is at all. Um, So mindfulness to me is about instead of like doing extra things in your day, like adding a mindfulness practice or adding certain things, it's about changing the way that you already do things Mm -hmm. um, to make you feel more energized and present. Um, So the way I define mindfulness is either an awareness of your breath your surroundings, your thoughts, or your body, or a combination of any of those. Um, So it could literally be that when you're walking to the photocopier, you're taking slow, mindful breaths, or you're noticing three things that you can hear and feel and smell or whatever it is. Um, C would be probably easier than smell, maybe in a primary school. (laughs) Fresh grass, maybe smell fresh grass. So, yeah, so what I find is that we want to try and look at things that we're already doing in a day, like going on duty, our morning and evening commute, whatever it is, and then shift it and tweak it to be a more mindful and supportive and nourishing experience. Mm. Um, And then it's not adding extra because when you tell a teacher, okay, let's, you should add this and maybe you could do this as well. It's like, no, no, no nope, like I've, I'm already doing enough yeah. and it's just that they're not going to want a bar of it. Um, so say if you, you already have a shower in the mornings, like I'm sure te- that's yeah. what teachers do. And I would say most teachers, which is what I used to always do and still sometimes do, is be in the shower and just run through your day in your head. Like, okay, first session I've got this and I need this resource and make sure I have this PowerPoint ready. And um oh, this child's going to work with the EA and, you know, it's just like run through the day. Okay, I've got duty at recess in this zone or whatever it is um, and then just do it again so you feel the most prepared. But something that our brain, a sneaky thing our brain does is that it doesn't actually realise when we're having a lived experience or when it's something that we're imagining. So it's kind of like we're putting our nervous system through the same day like, like yeah yeah or five times or however yeah, many times yeah. you're running it and so yes it's amazing to be organized and ready and know what's coming but how about instead of that in the shower 
maybe you put on some little tea light candles and put on some music and you're still having your shower. You're not adding extra time to your day, but it's a more mindful, present experience. And maybe you just visualize all your worries, like washing off you down the drain um, or grounding your feet and really feeling like stable and present. So just those little shifts can really, yeah, just open up your day and especially when we're you know looking at a screen and our brow is brow is furrowed and our like temples um you know we're just so focused Mm. and we we forget to breathe can you just remind yourself to take those deep breaths and like look around and just notice what's around you and that moment it's like time kind of opens up and it's like you have more time and it shifts your perspective but you haven't added anything or done anything hugely extra so that's why I love mindfulness so much because no one knows you're doing it and you shift your perspective and it's like this boost of energy and presence in the middle of your days instead of, okay, I've got to wait until I get home and then I can actually relax and have that bath or whatever it is. It's like, why do we have to wait? Like, let's just keep resetting during the day so that we're, yeah, more present and get like aligned with the experience that we're having instead of waiting until we can now I can relax because I'm on the couch yeah I think Judy was a really good example as well because Mm -hmm. I've started to try and do that lately even without you know realizing what I'm doing it's I know obviously when you're out for Judy you walk around and you you know you're present and you're watching the children Mm -hmm. but I try and use it as like a time to like not be overstimulating my brain because when Mm -hmm. you're in the classroom and you're constantly this kid and that kid and whatnot so like I Usually I set myself like even like a course that I walk Mm. and I just like walk the same way and I try and like use that time to like calm down and obviously, you know, teachers prefer the days they don't have duty, you know, that's (laughs) usually just, you know, usually just a part of the job that, you know, I'm sure we would love to maybe do away with, but Mm. I've been trying to look at it like, oh, I've got duty, which means I don't have to necessarily think too hard or Mm. be too active. Like I can just kind of settle into the quiet of it you know yeah the kids are noisy and things (laughs) but it's obviously just like a yeah mindfulness you know like being present in that and trying not to think about what's just happened or what's going to happen but just like yeah resetting yeah and I love that that's your reminder like mm -hmm. okay oh studio time now that's my mindfulness mindfulness reminder yeah um and something I also suggest is um having something that's like a prompt in your classroom or Mm. if you're between classrooms so I used to have like a, just a little pink dot sticker on my computer. And whenever I saw that sticker, then I'd have to take a deep breath oh, or it could good, be yeah. a poster at the back. I've even had teachers who it's a specific student, which could be like, you're just deep breathing all day because they're yeah. constantly yeah. in front of you. Um, but something that will remind you to ground or to breathe or whatever your practice is, like yeah. use your senses to tune in. Um, something that's that trigger that's going to remind you because otherwise we have the best intentions and then the day we have so many decisions to make as teachers, the day just goes past and we're like, oh, I forgot again. Yeah. Um, so some little trigger that Having will a trigger remind in you. Your day. Yeah, definitely. And like, especially because one of our, like our lunchtime duties, like half an hour. So essentially it means I get half an hour of the day mm. where I get to be, you know, mindful and I get to, you know, enjoy being present and just, and usually it's outside and, you know, obviously with the weather's, you know, we're pretty lucky in Perth, like even yeah. today, the weather's, you know, middle of winter and it's not that, you know, not that bad. Yeah. So I'm like, it's nice to be outside and I'm in the sun and I'm enjoying like the mm. fresh air and, you know, the feeling of like, you know, the sun on your skin and like all those yes. kind of little things. So 
Yeah, I think that that's really, really, really powerful. So, yeah, yeah what a good suggestion. Way. Yeah. Is there anything else that you think makes a real difference in your practice as a teacher? So obviously, you've got, you know, your business as well as your teacher and, yeah, maybe how you juggle some of those things together. Yeah. Um, so like we were talking about before, obviously being a full-time teacher is a lot. Yeah. Um, and then obviously having this business on the side means that I have more time than I'm dedicating to those things. But, yeah, because it just lights me up so much and makes me so excited, I'm excited to do it. But it's still it still doesn't mean that I'm going to come home from a full day of work and I'm just totally energized at 5 p.m. and off I go into my business work. Um, so something that really has shifted the way that I show up after school and I think can be really helpful for teachers is transitioning. So yeah. something something that um, shifts you out of work mode and into home mode because I don't know about you and the teachers listening, but sometimes the chaotic energy and like the quick fast pace of school isn't the energy that I want to bring no. into my home life. Like it's a very different feeling. Yeah. So if I come home and I just go straight into whatever else I'm doing, um, I feel like I have less energy. I'm less productive. And it, I bring that energy into the space that I yeah. want to be calm. So finding something that breaks up that time is really helpful. So it could be if it's in the on your commute on the way home, like maybe you turn the radio off and you literally just tune into what you can hear or the furthest sound that you can hear or just your breathing. Or sometimes it really helps to um, just talk out what happened in the day. Just yeah. like get it out. Not I talk to, myself not to all anyone the time. in particular. <laughs> no. Yeah, just like, okay, I need to get this out of my head. Like I'm just going to talk about it now. Yeah. Um, but what I prefer to do is when I get home, um, either do a meditation or um, something that go for a walk, have mm. a shower, whatever it is that breaks that up and helps me to transition. Um, and something that I shared at my um, Learn to Thrive teacher workshop the other week was a little practice called energy hygiene. I don't know if you've ever heard of no. this. Um, so sometimes we feel like we've just kind of leaked out energy all throughout the day. Like we're helping this specific student and then our energy went um, into a meeting with a colleague and then like yeah. it's scattered all over the day and we get home and we feel like we've just got this lack of energy and yeah. we can't do anything. And that's where most teachers will, you know, get a glass of wine and then Netflix and just veg out, yeah. which is totally fine. But um, energy hygiene is like that practice of, recalling your energy back to you so sometimes I'll just lie down and get really comfy and then you can pick whatever color you like for oh, your energy you so yeah so yeah. I imagine it as like a gold white light yeah. but you can do pink blue whatever yeah. it is um and you don't have to go into the story of where your energy's gone so it's not like oh I chatted to little Johnny and you know my energy's yeah. gone to him um but just imagine your energy like coming back to you and filling you up and it's like imagine it vibrating and like your cells are dancing and turning back on and it's like um yeah filling up your cup so you're ready for the rest of your day instead of just running on whatever you had left, left into yeah. the day and then kind of burning out so yeah there are a few little things yeah. um that can help so thinking of something that you can use as a transition and it can be different mm. any day like if the weather's nice I'll go out for a walk oh, and when I come yeah. back I'm settled into that home energy whatever yeah. it is and um, if you have children, I mean, both of us don't have children yeah. um, at the moment, but 
for teachers with children, incorporate them into it. Like oh, if it's wow, your meditation time, if it's your walk or whatever it is, yeah. there's no reason why they can't be involved. In yeah. it. So then they learn as well that that's a habit that they can build. To build as well, yeah. yeah. I um I go to the gym on my way home. So that's mm-hmm. my kind of like my, um, my principal has talked of something similar. He calls it like the third space. I'm not sure if you've Ooh. heard that terminology. So it's like not your work and not your home. It's this like in between, like this Love third that. space. Yeah, so... That's my thing. And the days that I don't go and I go straight home, I feel so much worse. Mm-hmm. Like I know, and obviously exercise is really good for your endorphins yes. and all of that as well. But yeah, I find that I take all of that kind of pent up, like you say, that high level energy from school, mm-hmm. but I use it at the gym, which is good. Yes. Like then I'm like, yes, okay, use it at the gym. <laughs> and then by the time I get home, like usually I've forgotten about the school stuff because mm-hmm. also like exercise can be a really good way because you're present with what you're doing yes you know exactly. sorry and it's really bad if I am at the gym and I'm doing an exercise and then I'm like thinking about something my coach I actually <laughs> went to high school with the girl that runs my gym which Ooh. is amazing so she'll come over and she'll be like you're not here anymore are you I'm like oh, no <laughs> so I've completely you know like I'll be doing an exercise and she can tell from my form that I'm not doing it properly anymore mm-hmm. and I'm thinking about something at school or about something that happened that day or something mm-hmm. I've got to do the next day so I'm really conscious of trying to like stay present mm-hmm. in what I'm doing and the exercises and how my body feels and everything. Yeah. So like being really mindful. But yeah, I think that that, like you say, some sort of transition is mm-hmm. really good, especially those people that have like a long commute as well. Like in my first yes. year, I had an hour long commute. I did the same. I worked down in Mandurah and lived in South Perth. And I would sometimes turn off the radio and just have like no noise. Is it just me? Yeah. You know, no more input. Yeah, literally no more input. Like you just can't take mm-hmm. anything else in your day sort of thing. Yeah. So it's good just to kind of like, yeah, really zone out. Yeah, well, there's some really, really good ideas. <laughs> I'm already thinking about ways that I can like incorporate those into the next term because I feel like this 22-week term that we've just oh had yes. absolutely drained me. Um, so I'm really focused on next term, like going mm. in with a really positive mindset and outlook and really hoping that you know term three is good for me and good for the kids and everything so it's a really yeah I love that intention but also just knowing that sometimes we fall off the bandwagon and that's okay yes because I think a lot of teachers you'll see like my colleagues teachers online clients they'll be like oh this term is the one like everything's (laughs) gonna change and then in week two they have an off afternoon and they don't do it and that's like and then oh. the rest of the eight yeah. weeks and then it's like yeah. no it's totally fine like let's show ourselves some compassion and love yeah. and be like it's fine it's just one day yeah. like I'm gonna choose again tomorrow like I said it's never too late to choose again yeah or you have an off week and you feel sick it's it's fine yeah. let's just choose again let's just try again. new day yeah did you want to tell us a bit about what you've got coming up with your business sure so um I'll be running my online course the soulful teacher collective yeah. again in term three um and then I've actually got some really exciting different things coming Ooh. up I don't think I've spoken about them too much um one's very much in the planning process but um I think teacher affirmation style cards um and then I'm looking at starting like a little membership yeah um site so um like a really low cost where teachers can um when they join they'll get like a monthly email that has um a meditation and a journal prompt and then a live call and just things that can boost them during the month um yeah so hopefully maybe at the end of the year I can get that out but I'm always um 
always have one-on-one coaching spots open as well. Um, Yeah, so if teachers are feeling like they really want to prioritize themselves and set themselves up for success and really just focus on them, like we said before, because they know that that will also ripple out into their community and their school. Um, Yeah. Look, um, finding me on Instagram or on my website, which I'm sure you'll put in the show yeah, notes. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. yeah, I do just one-off 90-minute sessions yeah. for teachers who just feel like, oh, I just want a bit of a boost and some strategies to set me up. Um, but also I do three-month coaching as well so we can really dive deep. And it's yeah. like having that person in your corner who's there to remind you and support you and check in with you um, so that if you're one of those people who feels like, you know, you've got all this energy at the start of the term and then oh, I've fallen off the bandwagon. Yeah. There's someone there who is supporting you yeah, in that way. You with your, remind yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, all those things. Awesome. Yeah. That sounds really cool. Well, thank you so much. Is there anything else that you wanted to add? or um, Just, I think, I just want teachers to remember, like if you've listened to all this and you're feeling like, oh, you know, I really need to work on my well-being, and I, it's not something that I'm, prioritizing just showing yourself that compassion like teaching is a lot and people don't understand when you're outside of that profession just how many decisions we're making in a day and the amount of people that we're responsible for so just show yourself a bit of compassion like you're a freaking superhero and you're doing amazing work yeah and just be like okay well now I know better so I'm going to do better and I can choose again and whether that means just implementing some of these strategies or um, reaching out to me for coaching or whatever it is, um, just one little step at a time. Like we don't have to revolutionize our whole life in a weekend. We can just implement one little thing each week and step by step that's how we make the big shifts and show up in a different way. Yeah. And like they, I think they say that you've got to do something for like 30 days to make it a new habit or something. And Mm. so I'm really big on that when I'm trying to, do something new that I'm like, oh, I've done it for a week. And then why is it not working? Why am I not doing it all the time? It's because you've really got to stick with things. So I think that idea that choose one thing maybe that we've talked about today and give Mm -hmm. that a go. And then from there, hopefully, yeah, see that bit of a change. And once you get that positive change, then put in something new and continue along. Exactly. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me. And we'll have to chat again soon. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of All Things Teaching. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast so you can keep up to date with all the new episodes. Have a wonderful day.